sponsored by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogu Manavalan. It's Wednesday. Hurricane Ian makes its way across Florida, and Senator Joe Manchin pulls his permitting reform bill. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Hurricane Ian is set to reach Florida's Gulf Coast tonight after days of dire warnings about its potential impacts. Sustained winds reached 120 miles per hour on Tuesday afternoon, making it a Category 3 storm with further strengthening expected before landfall. More than 2 million people are under orders to leave their homes, said Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. That doesn't mean you need to go all across God's creation to evacuate. Just get to the higher ground and get into a safe structure. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said in a statement, President Joe Biden spoke with DeSantis on Tuesday night to discuss the steps the federal government is taking to help Florida prepare for Hurricane Ian, adding that Biden and DeSantis committed to continued close coordination. Politico's Eric Sarkisian and Kelly Garrity report that residents are being told to expect widespread power outages, gasoline shortages, and cell phone service blackouts. It's worth noting that Hurricane Ian left Cuba entirely without power before crossing the Gulf. DeSantis emphasized the extreme danger posed by the expected coastal flooding. The Gulf is going to be very angry as this comes in. Emily Maloney and Kirby Wilson of the Tampa Bay Times note some good news amid the gloom. What had looked like a potentially disastrous forecast for the Tampa Bay region, a direct hit that could push 15-foot swells into the heart of Florida's second-largest metro area, turned into one that was merely terrible after Ian started tracking south on Tuesday. In their 11 p.m. forecast, meteorologists from the National Hurricane Center warned of life-threatening storm surge, with the highest risk from Naples to the Sarasota region, while also warning of widespread wind impacts and potentially devastating inland flooding thanks to the expected deluge of rain. He's been the de facto decision-maker for the Senate Democratic majority, but after a week of holding the line, Senator Joe Manchin had to admit defeat Tuesday, at least for now. The West Virginia senator was dead set on passing a permitting overhaul for energy projects this month by tying the legislation to a must-pass spending stopgap. Manchin World was convinced the time was right for action, with fresh buy-in from Democratic leaders combined with long-standing support for the notion of permitting reform among Republicans. The case Manchin made to his GOP colleagues over the past few months was simple. It's now or never. The deal he'd cut with Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, allowing for a permitting vote in return for his backing of the Inflation Reduction Act, unlocked dozens of Democratic votes that might not otherwise exist. But he underestimated the power of Republican spite and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's whipping. In their new examination of the deal's collapse up this morning, Burgess Everett, Josh Siegel, and Zach Coleman write, there were simply too many problems for Manchin to solve in too short a time. And once McConnell telegraphed he had the votes to stop Manchin, Manchin requested that Schumer pulled the permitting language out of the short-term funding bill. Manchin said in a statement, it was unfortunate that senators are allowing politics to put the energy security of our nation at risk. One source in his orbit said his surprise and disappointment was genuine. He's always surprised when politics kills good policy, but I think that's why he pulled it, so he can regroup and pass it after the election. But Tuesday's surrender was a reminder that Manchin's leverage is less strong than it was this summer when he controlled the deciding vote on Democrats' agenda. Still, party leaders see themselves as indebted to him and aren't going to walk away now. 
there are at least two more must-pass bills that Manchin could try to attach the proposal to, the annual defense authorization bill and the lame duck government spending bill. But consummating a deal would require delicate new negotiations with Republicans, and most likely McConnell's blessing. With Manchin's legislation axed, the funding stopgap moved toward a 72 to 23 Senate vote, all but removing the threat of a government shutdown and midnight Friday. Congress will have until December 16th to reach a broader deal on fiscal 2023 appropriations or pass another stopgap. More bad news for Manchin, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice is weighing a possible Republican bid for Senate when his term ends in two years, potentially foreshadowing a high-profile clash with Manchin. Jocelyn King from the Parkersburg News and Sentinel reports. The former Democrat had this to say, I really believe the good Lord made me, Jim Justice, for a reason. That reason does not mean for me to just go home and go hunting. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Biden will leave the White House for the Ronald Reagan Building, where he'll speak at the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health at 10 a.m. At 1.15, Biden will get a briefing on global economic developments. At 6 p.m., Biden will leave the White House for a Democratic Governors Association reception in D.C. at 7 p.m. The White House monkeypox response team and public health officials will brief at 11.45 a.m. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 12.30. Vice President Kamala Harris is in Japan, where she's hosted a roundtable about the Chips and Science Act, met with service members and spoke at USS Howard at Yokosuka Naval Base, and left for Hardy Barracks. The House will meet at noon, with the votes postponed until 6.30. The House will meet at 10 a.m. to take up the motion to proceed to the vehicle for the continuing resolution, with the recess from 12.30 to 2.15 p.m. for weekly conference meetings. Also worth noting, the House January 6th committee delayed its return to public hearings, originally scheduled for this afternoon because of Hurricane Ian. No replacement date has been announced yet. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon offers nine different programs designed to help employees advance their careers and move into higher paying roles within Amazon. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.